Hello, friends, and welcome to the 29th edition of the Fantasy 15 here on Sound of the Loons. We're here to give you 15 minutes on your 15 roster slots for MLS Fantasy. We'll talk a bit about what happened last week, a bunch about what we think is going to happen this week, and honestly... That's probably about it, because guess what? We've reached the final week of the fall season for Fantasy MLS, and I have to say, Jamie, we had good times, and we had bad times, but we had times. <laughs> you had a lot more good times than <laughs> I did this season. I don't want to mention names. Corey Burke. Uh, oh, remember that? Oh, yeah. It's like the highlight reel of... I feel like that's where everything took a downward spiral for my Jamie year. played a guy who was deported. Yeah. As my captain. <laughs> yes. As my captain. <laughs> R.I.P. <laughs> RIP <laughs> any credibility yeah. I had. So I'm I'm clinging to the hope of a top 200 finish overall right now. I'm I'm at 180th overall, uh, which is worse than I started last week, which I think was like 156 or something. But uh, but yeah, I had 144 points last week. I've fallen off. There was a period where I was rolling and I was you know up there. I was in like the top 50. Yeah. And yeah, now it's, uh, it's all, it's all gone wrong. So basically we're, we're fighting for the same thing position wise. If you have your number and then you just add a zero behind it to mine, <laughs> the top, uh, 2000. Yes. So does hey. that mean you're, you're about 180? I'm about, uh, well, I'm about 1800 right okay. now. All so right. yeah. Are you 10 times better than me at this? I don't know. It's a, it's a, it's a geometric question. It's really, um, geometrically better than you, not just arithmetically. So. Yeah. yeah. No, I mean, spell aromatically. I can't. <laughs> I don't even know if I can say the word right. Let, let's talk about what, what um, you know, for, for the last time here, fantasy booms and fantasy busts. Uh, who did well for you last week? I mean, look, it was a week in which we relied on one man and one man alone. It was a, a one-man show captained up top by yeah. Zlatan. 52 points. You love to see it. A couple of dream team performances. Uh, Pavone as well. Uh, I had him in there. Sebastian Blanco I had. Um, so those were my real big booms, my big three players that made it to the dream team. And that, my friend, is where it ended. <laughs> After that, I fell off a cliff. Yeah. <laughs> I had Pavone as well. I had Zlatan. I've been steadfast in my refusal to captain Zlatan. Is that of, out of principle for just personal reasons? It's, I think it stems back to captaining him some week on a double game week when he ended up with six points or something. It always, it always ended up being the case for you this year, wasn't yeah. it? Every time you didn't captain him, he went off. He went off. Yeah. Every time you did, he said, here, Steve, here's what I think about your team. Yeah. And I'm going to sabotage it. Yeah. So I stuck with my always, always Captain Vela. And, you know, I mean, he got me 34 points as a captain. Which is, I mean, it's not bad That's normally. certainly not yeah. bad. So I had Zlatan. I had Vela. I had Pavone. I had Maxi Morales got 14. Magnus Eriksson got 10. Um, and then that's where... After that, I just, my defenders did nothing. They all had double game weeks, all single digit performances. Yeah, I, I feel like there was, there was very few shutouts, obviously, uh, throughout the week, few, uh, several double game weeks. Um, yeah, you were very consistent in your team. There was, there was a, it was a couple booms, very solid, very solid team. But what about for you, Bus? Yeah, there was, I mean, I just, I had that LA Galaxy thing where I've got a great front, front end here and a terrible defense. Yeah. Um, I just, you know, I had, uh, Matarita had seven, um, 
Uh, Tommy Thompson actually lost points for me for getting a red card. He had eight going into the second game. He ended up with seven. Uh, uh, my boy, Romain, he had six. Uh, Nick Lima had six. Jamiro Montero was on my bench. He had eight. Uh, Darwin, who I threw into the sort of dark horse, maybe he goes off this week, had five. Mm-hmm. So, and then Sean Johnson, who is my goalkeeper, and he got five in the first game. It wasn't great, but I was like, five is kind of that cutoff of like, that's a decent performance. Yeah, you, right? you're going to spot yourself five if points. If he gets 10, if he gets nine or 10, great. He had six, yeah. you know, and I was just like, this is, uh, I could have gone with somebody else and maybe gotten a little more out of that, you know, uh, goalkeeper position. So what about, what about you? Who, who really, who really let you down? Well, in a, in a double game week at home, both games needing to fight to get above the playoff line. Your boy went all in. I broke the bank. Morea put up four points. <laughs> yeah. And Steve Clark and goal put up six points. I thought that was going to be a surefire. There'll be at least one shutout in there. They needed to do a good job of being able to uh, be tight, stifle teams going forward, get maximum points at home, and they let me down. Yeah. And, um, yeah, Roman Metinier, uh he got six points as well for me. Wasn't great. Felcher got nine. Uh, you know, that was that was okay. Yeah, assist, I think he had an assist. He had an right? assist. Yeah. Uh, so he wasn't as big of a bust as um, I put Rusnak and Brandon Vasquez with the injury to Joseph Martinez. Both of those guys picked up seven. And then my real bust, I say bust, I, I left one spot open for a switcheroo because Shea Salinas and Mason Toy were players that I knew were going to get significant friend, friend time. Of the pod, friend of the pod, Shea Salinas. Yeah, absolutely. Friend of the pod for sure. And uh, Mason Toy, friend of... The one of the co-hosts, um, he likes of us. This, yeah, he likes us okay. great. yeah. So, yeah. um, look, I I put both of them in because they were both cheap value set on my bench. If one of them went off, great. Um, they both got two points. Yeah, and a double game week. That's yeah, this great. okay. So this 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 question about playing Portland in these in these games where they need to get a result and then they're just not getting results. This feeds directly into our decisions this week because it is decision day this week, which means that. Every damn team is playing at the same time. So don't worry about keeper Roos. You, you're not saving it for anything. Set your team up. Best Every, team out playing. Yeah. yeah. It's going to make for a very hairy in this area, 2.30 p.m., on 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 sat on Sunday Hectic, when we're just yeah. like <laughs> we have to look at every lineup scrambling all yeah. your changes so no, but you have a good idea of probably who's going to be playing in these games I mean I think so but I think that so here's the question right how much do you trust um you know, the trends with the players overall in the season or, you know, in the weeks leading up to it versus sort of the entire context that goes into these games, because there are some teams who need to win. Does the need to win boost those players up on the flip side? Are there teams where you're thinking they're not going to give it their all? Um, I mean, I don't think anybody's resting completely at this point, but you know, there's different, the, this is no longer just like we're playing regular season games. This is like, it's playoff games for some and for some it's not. And, and uh, yeah. to your point, I know exactly what you're saying with this Vancouver Whitecaps at home against Real Salt Lake, Vancouver eliminated from the playoffs, nothing to play for Real Salt Lake needing to be able to go and get nothing less of a win. If they want the chance at a home playoff game and needing a few other results to go their way, very easily could happen. They could be hosting a playoff game yep. with some of the results going their way. So do you choose to go with a Real Salt Lake player in that matchup? Or do you go with the Vancouver Whitecap player at home? Because traditionally that's a yeah. better, you know, mindset to go go with. And and to what extent do teams like Vancouver and FC Cincinnati I mean, obviously when you have nothing to play for, you can not show up. You know, we've seen it happen with Minnesota United the first year. Keep two in years, mind though, right? you're you're very but you're right. Loose. Yes. There's nothing to lose. Exactly. Right? So, you got nothing to lose except 
your job. Right. So this is still, there's a lot to play for. Yeah. Maybe not statistically, yeah. but you know, look at FC Cincinnati. They're now playing in front of a brand new coach who's yeah. going to try to figure out the core of their team. And this is a game in which if you're playing, you're playing in this game for a reason. I was actually a player in this game once with Real Salt Lake when I was playing against Houston Dynamo at home in a game in which we were already eliminated back in either 06 or 07, one of the years. And I remember thinking, I'm essentially a player that has gotten sparingly minutes over the se- the course of the season, but this is an opportunity for me that I'm going to get 90 minutes to play in this game, and I've got to basically show something in this game that gives the coaches an offseason to think about, okay, there's still something there, mm-hmm. right? And um, This is the kind of fantasy analysis you can't get anywhere else is – these desk jockeys who never play the game. Here's uh, like me. This is, yeah, it took me all, all of uh, what, 29 weeks to be able to get to a point where I brought something <laughs> to the table. Here we are. Um, also, as we said, he, Jamie was early today. He got here earlier than me. You're only as so. good as your last podcast, Steve. Exactly. So you may have been here 29 times earlier than me. Today I'm, was I'm the one day. Not, I'm not playing for my job. No, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but okay, I, so I do think there is an element of don't just worry if a team is, yeah. is eliminated. Yeah. There is still a lot to be played for 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 players going forward. Yeah. So I wouldn't I wouldn't necessarily throw that mentality completely right, out. Right. So let's let's look at some specifics here, all right? Um this came up on on Fantasy United FC uh when they finally got to talking about fantasy, which took them half the show. <laughs> Guys, I I love I love the sports, I love the analysis of the actual game, but I'm here to find out who to put in my lineup. We're so. going fantasy here, yeah. Okay. We'll, we'll go to everything else on mlssoccer.com Right. For that. So they, they talked about Valeri. Do you look at Valeri's recent fantasy output and say, eh, that's uh, it's not so great. He's, he's, he's getting older. You know, he hasn't started all the games. He comes off the bench, which is, you know, we've heard commentators say maybe that's better for him at this point in his career in some sense. Um, or do you look at Portland hosting a game they absolutely have to win and going with a guy you expect to come through in that big moment? Like I'll put it this way. I will be shocked if Diego Valeri is not starting. Yeah, he's got to start this game. this game. You have to start a game in which they have to win. I would, if Larry's in the lineup, Larry also is very much stating that he wants to be in Portland next year. Mm-hmm. If Valeri goes off in this game and he gives you a goal and an assist, he gives you two goals and an assist, he gives you two goals, yeah. whatever it is. If he creates goals in this most important game, he's now basically a player as weird as it sounds that is playing for his future. Yeah. I want a player that's motivated to be able to get in to my lineup because I think he's got everything to play for both financially, but also he's probably set with his finances. I don't know that, that style or that, that part of his life, but this is a guy at this point in his career who's playing for longevity. Yeah. And he knows that this is a game he needs to produce. I want a player that has that mentality going into it. Valeri will find his way into my lineup yeah. if he's starting. Yeah, I'm with it as well. I also I also like Valeri in that in that situation. And because um, there's just more than just this is a this isn't week 27. Yeah, this is decision this is day. Decision day. Yeah. yeah. So also along those lines, this is an important game for the Galaxy to secure home field advantage, but. You know, Zlatan, you'd expect him to come up big given the stakes, right? You know, uh-huh. this is what Zlatan's a big game player. But he's also been, like, super dismissive of home field advantage. Like, every interview he's given, he's like, well, you know, it's it's one game. You know, wherever you go, we'll play. It's fine. I feel like he has not presented the picture of this is the game we have to win. But keep in mind, Zlatan is also two goals off of yeah. 
Carlos Vela for the regular season title, who he said he's better than. And you don't think that he wants to have a motivated performance to go and (laughs) score three goals on decision day (laughs) and be able to say, I told you so. There's nobody in this world that loves saying, I told you so more than you and Zlatan. (laughs) 1A, 1B. I don't know which one's first, but that for me is motivation right there in and of itself, personally and team-wise. Yeah, it's tough because it's one of those things where I think if – Okay, the, the LA Galaxy with Zlatan on the field and him wanting to score goals. Terrific. Yes. Your defense can't stop anything. That doesn't matter. Yep. Zlatan's going to get there and score goals. The LA Galaxy out there without Zlatan, it can be a pretty good team. Yeah. The LA Galaxy with Zlatan on the field when he doesn't really feel like doing anything is terrible. <laughs> like yeah. it, nothing's going to happen for that team. So, and there's all these, you know, I feel like I just find my, myself going back and forth on it, right? You know, like he wants to get this scoring title, right? But- He's also going into the playoffs, which is what he really considers important. And they know that the Galaxy have, they're, they're in the playoffs, but they don't know where they're going to play. And he doesn't seem to really care where they play. So, uh, you know, I don't know. It's uh, Houston is, is is not a fun place. No, it's not. It's, it's But I will say this, though. I mean, Houston eliminate from the playoffs. They have a new coach, so they may try to they may try to mix things up too, lineup-wise. Yeah. Right? So, I mean, I think you find a way to get Zlatan in and then keep in mind the flip side to it, Carlos Vela. Tied yeah. with Joseph Martinez right now. Vela's going in there for me. APV. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> ACV. I mean, he always was, play Vela, always Captain Vela. Vela's quiet as opposed to Zlatan. He's not a talker. You know, he's not going to come out there and say he's the best, but he's he's going to want to destroy Colorado. He's going to want to get that that point. And his teammates are going to want him to, yeah. to get a goal. You don't think any free kick in around the box? Yeah. You would you think as good as Atuesta is standing over the ball, you think he's going to look Carlos and, and say, Hey, I yeah. got this one. You take a back seat. Like yeah. he's yeah. going to go, Carlos. Get in there. Yeah, yeah. Take everything. Yeah, and Vela looked he's he looked better despite the draw against Minnesota United last week, in which he scored on that beautiful left foot. Um he he looked better than he had recently, I think, in terms of they it seemed like they were giving him a little more leeway to float out uh out of that center line. You know, Rossi was coming in a little bit more. He would float out and get the ball a little a little out on the wing, which is where he likes to get it, get over. See, that I left think he foot, was better so. when he floated out wide. Yeah. When he has to play up top. Yeah. I don't think he gets as many chances just because naturally you're 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 you got you two right. center backs that both instinctually will will tuck in and both want to go step to him to try yeah. to cover him, right? And it's, he's you get out wide one on one. That's why you had uh, Brian Rodriguez had so much success hit the post twice against Minnesota United. I really like him out there because he's so fast and he's yeah. big and he's quick and he he can get a shot off. He can create for himself. I like Brian Rodriguez a lot the more I get it to see him play. Yeah. Okay. So a couple other uh, slightly dark horse choices that I wanted to consider based on these things about like what this game means, you know, Ozzy Alonzo, mm-hmm. I'm thinking about him as like maybe a good bench option. He's only $8 million. Um, Minnesota definitely wants home field advantage that they have not dithered about this the way the galaxy have. Um, and they're playing for it against Alonzo's former team. And, Based on, like, I thought back to that draw against Seattle that Minnesota and I had earlier, which was a team that was not as good as this team is now. Um, That was a team that was, you know, a a little more cobbled together at that moment in time. But everybody really played for Ozzy in that game. I remember that Ozzy played really well, and the whole team really wanted to, to do well for him against his former team. Now they're going into their house. And this is a much better Minnesota United team than at that moment. I, you know, I'm not saying that Ozzy scores goals necessarily, but I wouldn't be surprised for him to get an assist or a goal or get a ton of bonus points just for being that active, you know, holding mid that he is. I see. I see what you're saying with that. For me, 
as much as I love the the romantic side of what this will mean to Ozzy Alonso from a player standpoint, this is where for me I'm gonna I'm gonna basically fade Ozzy in this game because I think that he is a player in which this game will mean a lot to him. I think there are a potential for some goals in this game. Seattle at home very rarely get shut out. Minnesota United are going to be conscious of that. They may throw an extra number in the back. It may be something similar to what you saw at LAFC. So that could help Ozzy being on a team that shuts out and gets a shutout bonus. But I just don't see a situation in which it's it's a ton of attacking from Ozzy Alonso. So you're really relying on bonus points and potentially shutout, which on the road at Seattle is very, it's unlikely. Don't kill my dream. You know what? I, I, it's the last here's week. The thing. You're you also ten with... times better at me. So take what, <laughs> take what you say with me with I ten times like, as many grains of salt. I, you I know? also like Jan Gregus, who's maybe the alternate option that I'm considering. He's more expensive, but he has set pieces. He takes set piece taker, corner shots kicks, from distance, yeah, free kicks, corner kicks, and set pieces are going to be very important for Minnesota United on the road. Yeah, so. and he averages like over six fantasy points a game. Like like quietly. Really good production from Jan. I think I've had him in my lineup almost every week at one point, and I don't know if I've ever actually gone through and played him. Here's and what he I'll was, say about Ozzy Alonso. Team, so. if, if this was early in the year and you wanted to buy, you needed to raise your money, he's on the back of a, uh, did not play, but uh, 12 points before that, six points before that, five points before that. He was probably a sure thing to go up in value, but if you scroll the rest of his point totals, it's fours, it's fives, it's six. It never really varies much from that. Okay. So... I love I love the feel good story and we'll get a I chance might- to interview him and it'll be a great one. But from a fantasy perspective, this is a player in which very different than Diego Valeri and yeah. Ozzy Alonso, but two very heartwarming storylines. Could it be the last game for Valeri at home? Is it Ozzy Alonso returning to CenturyLink for the first time in a decade? Yes, but I'm going Valeri as opposed to Ozzy for the reasons right. we talked about. All right. Uh, last thing I want to touch on: Where do you go for goalkeeper? You're basically making one goalkeeper decision. There's not going to be any switcheroo. There's not going to be any keeperoo here for to figure out, like, see what one guy does and then figure out somebody else. Um, what what do you what do you think what are you thinking right now as far as the best possibility for a shutout and or you know bonus points things like that? Uh, I'm I'm looking squarely at two games. Okay. There's two for me in particular. One DC United. I'm not sure when Bill Amid has to go off with uh, the Nations League. So if he if he's here then with the U.S. roster, then you know I'm thinking, okay, he's he's my goalkeeper there against FC Cincinnati at home. But then also too, whether it's Tyler Miller or Cisniega, LAFC at home versus the Colorado Rapids. Yes, the Rapids still have a chance. Yes, they need everything to go their way. So there will be attacking, free flowing soccer from them. I just I, I don't know. I mean, I, yes, they have three goals against Dallas, but. LAFC at home, I, I like them in that situation. I think that they could get a goal at, you know, Bank of California Stadium, chasing the record yeah. to be the best team ever, yeah. regular season point wise. Those are so those are the two that that's going for me. Whether it's Miller or Cisniega in goal, what about you? It's an interesting idea. Hamid was my first choice. Great game last week. Yeah, um, stood on his head at Red Bull Arena. Yeah, and playing against obviously an FC Cincinnati team again who don't have anything to play for, um, and maybe they're playing loose, but they didn't play particularly well at any point this season. Um, so you know, I, I think that that Hamid could. Could have the, the best shutout potential possibly. I hear what you're saying about LAFC. Um, I think Colorado. I, I I see it two ways. My my initial thought was Colorado has been on kind of a tear recently. They've been scoring goals, um, right? And, and so that is a bold shout. Yeah, and so I look at that, and you know, but I also, I, but I also think about the fact of like look at teams that have had success against LAFC in Bank of California, which is basically. Minnesota United, um, <laughs> and it was it was it was that three five two. 
or, or, you know, like five through two, five defensively, through, yeah, yeah, whatever. Yeah. That is very thick and hard to get through. And then attacking on the counter. I don't know. I mean, Lala Zubacar is great. I don't know if Colorado has the overall defensive acumen to play that way and then spring it. Yeah, like, I don't I th- think they do. I, I think it's very possible that they concede early and then they're just chasing the game. And then you can't play that that sort of 5-3-2, that that. They have to win the defense, game and get so. three other results go their way to get in. There's yeah. still a chance. So you're saying I mean, there's I love, a chance. I love the story, but yeah. Uh, I, but so I sort of, yeah, I don't know. There, there's some other options that I think are, are, are possible. Um you know, there's, there's things like the Timbers, like, like uh, San Jose doesn't really have a striker. I mean, other than Wando, who's great, but he's also what, 37 at this point, you know? And so like, there's, there's other teams that don't have a ton of attack Toronto hosting Columbus. Like, I don't know about how, how I feel about Columbus at this point. So there's a lot of options, no real home runs. I sort of think Hamid is maybe the best option. If I can find a cheaper, better option, if I decide that I do need to have Zlatan in my lineup. Then oh, you know what? That. I just looked up the roster. Bill Hamid didn't get called up to the Nations League team. So Bill Hamid's good. All right. There we go. That just came out and I hadn't actually gotten a chance to see it. Uh, see the lineup yet. That, that it just come out. You know, we were recording this and it comes out. It came out just a little bit earlier. So, okay. Yeah. So Bill Hamid is it's the option for me. That's the shop. I thought that's how good he's been playing. I thought he was a shoe yeah. in to get called in, but instead it's uh, Brad Gazan, Sean Johnson, and Zach Steffen. So there it is. Yeah. It's, it's Bill Hamid for me. Okay. Well, the sand in the, I guess it's the third of an hour. I went a little long. I decided to part with you. It's the last one. It's the last one. If you have said about it, don't worry. There's not going to be another one after this. It's canceled. (laughs) (laughs) We might even get renewed for a new season. So uh, the sand in the third of an hour glass has run out. And we have come to the end, my friends, of our inaugural season. Thank you for the listeners. We really appreciate it. I want to thank everyone out there for participating in our league, except for whoever wins. Yeah. Warner. Uh, I guess. Yeah. We wish you didn't play. Yeah. But congrats Um, on winning. Yeah. And thank you for everyone that joined our league. Good job. Uh, Maybe you can have my job next year. Sure. (laughs) For Minnesota United and Jamie Watson, I'm Steve McPherson. And remember, don't let your fantasies be dreams. Make your dreams come true.